Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. Are you stuck or are you unfriggin' stoppable? <laughs> Welcome, you guys, to the show. Today, I am going to unpack the five most common private session struggles. Guys, hi. Hi, by the way, to you listening, to you watching. You are not a guys, you are a woman, you are a person. And I realize that I do very little content on private session work with me. And this week I am opening the doors to a buy five, get five session special. You can actually head over to Instagram to find out all about it. There's gonna be a, a really amazing all access bonus that goes with it. But I wanted to, because I don't talk about doing private sessions with me very much, I wanted to make this week all about that. And so today we're gonna to unpack five of the most common things that I see in private sessions. One, so that you can have this video and you can start using the tools within without ever booking a session. But two, you can know that there there is a different possibility. I, so if you're watching live, tell me, I want to know, send me a picture, say hi. Um, I was looking at this and there really is, there really is themes when people come to work with me. I, I work with people all over the map. So if you are an entrepreneur, you are fun for me to work with. If you have money stuff, whatever it is you've got going on. Um, is fun for me to look at because the thing about an access consciousness session is that it's, I do have expertise in certain things because of the way I've created my life, but it doesn't require expertise from me to look with you at what's energetically going on. And that is what an access consciousness facilitator is. We together look at the energy of what's going on and then we expose it and you then get access to the choices you have beyond it. So. What are some of the common things that I see? One of the first things that I see a lot of is that people book sessions because they're feeling stuck. Now, raise your energetic hand if you've ever felt stuck. Hi, I see your comments, I love it, don't stop. Anybody ever felt stuck? So, me too. Um, and you guys have to know that even though I've been a facilitator for 10 years and I work with people all over the world and I work with people privately, that I have my own people because I'm a people. And we all go through things, you know, as, as you probably picked up over the last two years of Crystal Crawford shows and the break I took from Crystal Crawford shows that the last two years was really hard on me. Um, I couldn't seem to get access to the change that I needed. So I bought private sessions left, right and center with all kinds of facilitators and they contributed to getting me here. Um, and so feeling stuck is something that even I choose sometimes. Now, Let's unpack feeling stuck. What's happening when you feel stuck? Most of the time what's happening when you feel stuck is that you are telling yourself that you don't know what to do or you don't know what the next steps are. I'm gonna like, what's the word? I'm like, what's that thing when you're like about to expose the plot? Anyway, I'm gonna give you a big spoiler alert. It's never true that you don't know. Now, what could be true is you feel like you need more clarity in order to move on, 
or you feel like something, right? You feel like something. You feel like you need more clarity. Um, you feel like you can't. You feel like something. There's usually a feel like there. Now, what's happening, <laughs> feeling like something is not awareness. And this is the reason this is important. All stuckness goes away when you choose something else, period. That's what eliminates stuckness is not even clearing out of consciousness, although that can contribute. What eliminates stuckness is choosing something else. Do I have a recent example of this? Yeah, okay. I got myself into a really sticky situation with a very, very big business loan. Yes. I had a plan to pay off that loan that did not come to fruition. Has this ever happened for you guys where it's like what I thought was going to occur did not occur. So here I am, I've made this choice and I've got this really big responsibility to pay back. I spent, I don't know how long, a week feeling really pissed. I was just pissed. I was pissed at myself. I was pissed at myself. And I was looking backwards, right? Like at the choices I made, the choice, what I wished I would have paid attention to, what I was a lot of like, I wish I would have done this and I wish I would have done this and, you know, and so for a week I was really stuck. What changed it was getting really present with myself and just having a conversation. So like, okay, so you're pissed. What are you pissed about? Me to me. I'm pissed about this, this, and this. Okay. What choices do you have? You could actually take notes on this and have the same conversation with yourself no matter what you feel stuck around. What choices do you have now? I'm like, well, I could choose to default. Here's another question for yourself. What would that create? Well, I would create this and this, and I've been really working hard. I mean, I've been building this up, and it would destroy that. Okay. Is that the future you want to create? No. Okay. What's this other choice? I'm like, well, I could pay it. <laughs> I did say yes to it. I could pay it. And but here's what came up in my world, and this is what I was was resisting. And style stuckness is from resisting something, right? You're just unwilling to choose. So I, or I could choose this. I could pay it. I'm like, oh, and all this energy came up, right? So when you start to face the thing that you're stuck around, I'll, very likely all this energy is going to come up. And I was like, oh, but then I'm going to have to like, I don't know, this is going to be required of me. And I don't really know if I want to show up for that. Okay. But you don't want this future. You basically in this situation, you pay it or you don't pay it. That's your, you created this. I'm like, right. Resistance, stuckness. So how do you get over resisting yourself? And if you need a little short on this, go check out Instagram or my Facebook page. You acknowledge that you acknowledge everything what your story is around it what's going on for you and then i looked at okay well if i choose this if i choose to pay it back am i willing to for this never to be a problem am i willing to like never struggle with this because basically what i know about myself and this is important for you to look at you got to know what you know about yourself what i know about myself is if i kind of like dip my toe in and i'm like well i'll try it fucking is not going to work. I'm never going to get that thing paid off. If I make a demand of myself, everything is possible. I know this about me. So I looked at that and I was like, am I willing to make a demand of myself? And I'm like, in this 10 seconds, no. But I let it simmer for another day or so. And then I really got present again. All that's required to change anything is presence. And this is where facilitators are so helpful because you might not be able to do this with yourself. Or maybe you can. 
And that next day I was like, okay, fuck it. If I'm going to pay this, I'm never going to struggle to make this payment. And you guys got to get, this is a big payment <laughs> for the next you know, six months. So what, so what, it, so it was going to require more of me than I'd been willing to give so far, but I was able to, in that moment, choose it. And since that moment, I haven't struggled to make that payment and the business has increased. Now, this is the thing by the stuff that you're stuck by. Most of the time we're stuck because fill in the blank. We're stuck because we don't want to take abnormally amounts, abnormal amounts of action. We don't actually want to get uncomfortable. We don't want to go beyond where we've gone before. We don't want to actually do the exploring that's going to be required. We just don't want to. We just don't want to. It's usually not that, not a no. It's never that we can't. You can choose and create anything, but you might be incredibly unwilling. And so it's just looking at it and going, is, is it that I can't or is it that I'm unwilling? And then moving yourself forward with a conversation, okay? Again, if, if there's something you just can't seem to do with yourself, this is where a facilitator is incredibly helpful. Because guys, the thing, that change, the thing that changes anything is acknowledging what is. One of the things that sticks things in place like stuck is that we tell ourselves that we're stuck over and over and over. We tell ourselves the same story. And if you call something something like stuck, if you call unwillingness stuck, it can't change because it's not actually stuck, it's unwillingness. Once you address it as unwillingness, you have access to change. Because the thing about when you acknowledge something for what it is, it lightens. It's true. What is is true. So when you acknowledge it for what it is, it goes lighter, and now you have choice. You're like, oh, I'm just unwilling. And now that could be a moment. You could be uncomfortable for a minute. But after that uncomfort fades, it something will sink in. Because up to that moment, you've been calling it stuck, and now you're calling it what it is, and it's like, oh. Everything will settle once you acknowledge what it is. And then you can look at what you can choose next. Very common thing that comes up in sessions. All right, here's another really common thing. Feeling overwhelmed. I'm so overwhelmed. Anybody ever have that? Overwhelmed? Here's how we start to navigate that. And, and again, it really depends on who I'm working with and what direction I come with it. But one of the first directions I come at with this one is looking at if an infinite being would be overwhelmed. Now, that's kind of an annoying question in the beginning because of like, if you really look at it, if, an, if a being is infinite, which is bigger than the universe and infinite space, infinite possibilities, could they possibly be overwhelmed? No, it doesn't even exist in infinite being. But if you're sitting there and you're overwhelmed and you're an infinite being, but you're not choosing to be an infinite being, that can be a little confronting at first. And I get it because me too. But when you sit down to look at this and go, okay, if an infinite being wouldn't be overwhelmed and I am, for what reason am I? So that's one direction you can take. For what reason am I doing overwhelm? Now the key to this working is you have to really be willing to be honest with yourself. Because if you're going to judge yourself with what you discover, it won't work. Judgment sticks everything in place and you'll just end up down in the toilet bowl. But if you can get present with yourself and go, okay, an infinite being wouldn't be overwhelmed. I am. Cool. What's up? And then really look at it. 
What you're probably going to discover underneath the feeling of overwhelm, feelings are always to take us out of being present. What you're probably going to discover under there is a big set of expectations and projections that you have of, of you and maybe others, and maybe projections and expectations that others have of you. So I love my, my guy so sweet. He gets overwhelmed really quickly because for him, a lot of times he puts the women in his life and he's surrounded by women, sisters, moms, wives, daughters, multiple wives. Um, he puts the women in his life first. So he's made it his job to, to take care of and satisfy everybody. Now, there's a lot of layers to that and we could go into it, but he gets overwhelmed really easily because then everybody's needing something from him. And because he's made it his job, to do that then he can't right like he's one guy and and he was never taught the question of if i was including me here what would i choose so he's super aware of everyone else's needs requires and desires and it gets overwhelming because he's made it his job to do something he can't actually deliver so that's usually what you're going to find under overwhelm is like what have you decided you have to handle what have you decided is your job what have you decided you can't let go of what have you decided what have you decided right where are you are you including there's this another direction to come with overwhelm it's like are you including you here 9.9 times out of 10 you're not we just forget and this is one of the things that's really valuable to have a facilitator look at with you because because you don't even know you're doing it we're so trained to not include ourselves we are trained to exclude ourselves, but it's not like this thing where people are going, you can't think about yourself, but, but maybe like is thinking about yourself selfish is thinking about yourself selfish, <laughs> self-centered, right? Like we were really made wrong for including ourselves. And so we've put ourselves into this position where it's, um, it's like you're either fighting for or fighting against rather than including. Once you start to include, all of that fight for or against goes away. All the black and white of it goes away, and then you have choice. All right, the third most common thing I see in private sessions is overthinking or trying to figure something out. Do you recognize yourself in that? I never think personally. I'm a perfect paragon of consciousness. So... Oh, this is, and this has so many different ways to look at it. But here's here's one of the things that I see a lot in sessions. A lot of people will book a private session because they want clarity. Now, if this is you, please book like book, <laughs> because because you're you're booking from the need of something, but you don't know how to get there. And and everything in our life that's sort of like angst that we go into angst around or we go into a some, some kind of pain around is this thing we're trying to accomplish in a way that doesn't work, right? So when you look at like trying to figure something out or I need clarity or I've been thinking a lot about this but I don't know whatever, one of the first things you gotta get, one of the first things that has to be introduced is the question of will thinking get you where you're trying to go? Because we have to be introduced to the, pot, to, the, to the information or the clarity around what it is that we're doing and whether or not it's working. And as simple as that sound, that right there can create a lot of space. What is it 
And is it working? Is Okay, so here's a great example because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, a lot of us, I, and I lump myself in there because I have done the same thing, do this thing where we try to do a certain thing to get a fixed result. And then we put out an offer or we put out a class and it doesn't create that result. Or we post a class on the access site and people don't sign up for our class. And we end up booking a private session because I, I actually had one the other day. Because we're like, what, what's it going to take for people to choose my classes? I keep doing this thing and I'm not getting these results. Now, there's so many different things that could be going on. Well, when people register for your class, are you spending the money? Um, are you trying to, when you put this offer out in this way, are you trying to get a fixed result? Is that going to work? No. So I'm trying to figure out how I can tweak my offer and change my offer so that I can get that fixed result. Because if I just do it the right way... I'm going to get the result that I want. That right there is what's called transactional reality. In this reality, most everything functions from the transaction of it, right? You do go tweak your marketing so that you can get the sale. You do like, you know, you give somebody this so you can get that. This, this reality is really transactional. But in your reality, is it transactional or something else? And are you trying the thing you're trying to get, is it the thing that you're actually interested in? Or just the thing you think you need in order to have the life that you want? So thinking actually really covers up a whole universe of what could be going on for you. Um, trying to figure something out is your attempt at controlling a solution. And is that actually the way the universe works? The universe we live in is an ask and receive mechanism. That's the universe we live in. We're trying to function in an ask and receive universe in a calculative computer fashion, which is what thinking is. So when people come in and they're doing a lot of thinking, we end up having to do quite a bit more work, usually because if you've trained yourself to depend on your head, there's some muscle building required to live from awareness if you wanna have a different life. Living from your head is always going to be a lot more work. It's always going to be a lot more work. It's never going to work as well as it could. Can you tweak your marketing? Yes. Is that going to, is just tweaking your marketing to get, get the sale going to create the world you want to create? Or is there something else required? Is there an invitation that you are that can be more exposed in a different and greater way? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So thinking Thinking can be a lot of different things, but what renders you functional? Is it living in your head or is it allowing everything in the universe to contribute and give you information and choosing and creating? What's going to actually allow you, the being, to play? All right. The fourth most common thing that I see a lot of, and I actually just had a session this last week with this, is looking outside of you for the answer. Now, this is pretty hand-in-hand -hand with thinking, but there's another way that this shows up. So I, I had a session with this. I just love this guy so much. And he, we were looking, we, I was asking a question, and we were going to look at the energy of it. Now, one of the reels that's coming out this week is talks about how when you're thinking your eyes, when you're looking in your head for the answer, your eyes go up because you're looking at your thoughts and usually they'll go up to the right. 
When you get present with an energy, which is what it takes to change anything, your eyes naturally go down because you're looking from here. Now, this is your thymus area. This is the seat of all awareness. This is actually, um, I think the Catholic religion in and of itself um, like strove to shut this down. This is where everybody kind of used to function from, and I can't give any exact time frames, but religion is the thing that started to take this out. And we learned then to live in our heads and depend on someone else for the answer. So actually, if you take religion as an example, and you look at church history, like, or your family history or anything, we have been categorically, methodically brainwashed to believe that we are not the source of the good information. That maybe if we go get a degree or a master's degree and a PhD and we become the expert on it, we can be the source. But we don't innately know things. We have to learn things and we have to be taught things and we have to go be taught those things by people that know. Systemized brainwashing. Do we need to learn things in order for things to work? Yes, there's lots of things to learn. You need to teach yourself about money. You need to teach yourself about how your awareness works and all the various ways that your awareness works because you are an aware being walking through the world and it would be helpful to know how your awareness works rather than constantly be bashed in the face with it. There are things we need to educate ourselves about. There are other abilities that we have for knowing and perceiving and receiving and being that don't require any learning. They just require exercise. So we've been systematically brainwashed to believe that we don't have those abilities, number one. And number two, our only choices are to learn how to think better and depend on the experts for the information we're missing. Now, finding information you need from somebody else's world is different than I have to go find the experts so that I can have the answers. We all are sources of different kinds of information for each other that you just didn't have, right? Like I've got information about cults you just didn't have. I'm starting the cult conversations because I'm going to start to expose that information. But the ability that you're going to bring into that conversation is your ability to know and perceive and receive and see what's true for you and what's not true for you. So you're going to get a lot of information, but then am I going to be the source of cult information? Well, you could make me the source. You could come to me and go, well, I don't know about this, but you do. Tell me. Or you could go, can you tell me what you know so I can get more access to what I know? Two different universes. So making someone the source outside of you, looking for an answer outside of you is the fastest way to fucking disempower yourself that I've ever seen. And I see this happen in a lot of different ways where people are looking for spirit to give them information. When Usually when people come to me looking for clarity, they're looking for the answer. Now, where from where can an answer come? Well, there is no answer in the universe. There is a living, breathing question. If you look at the earth and the way the earth functions, it doesn't function from answers. It functions as this living, breathing, creative organism that's just creating its way forward. And so there's no answer. I'm looking outside at my window on all these trees. I'm like, tell me the answer. And the grass is going, grass. So if I'm going to go to the grass for the answer, I'm going to have to study the grass and the way the grass functions and receive from the grass and perceive the grass in order to learn grass. 
There's no answer in nature, but we're functioning as if there's an answer out there somewhere. If I can just find the answer, my life will work. Is that true? Or do you need access to the question you could choose and be that would give you access to the awareness of how things function, that would give you access to the way you could navigate and create with the world? Very different reality. The fifth thing I see commonly in sessions is the fear of being seen. Now, here's the truth. Here's the spoiler alert about what you're choosing with consciousness. (laughs) If you haven't figured this out yet, every time you clear a point of view or you write, get your bars run. And if you guys are all new to this, all this access consciousness stuff, just keep going. You're going to find your way with it. Every time you do that, you are letting go of a way that you've defined yourself or multiple ways that you've defined yourself. You're just letting them go. You're like, yes, I destroy it and create all of my presumptions and my need to react, destroy it, destroy it, destroy it constantly. Some of us do this a hundred thousand times a day, not exaggerating. When you wake up the next day and you are undefined and you are a lot of space, that's not a problem. That's the beginning of creation. And when you look around your life and you're like, ugh, dissatisfied or like, like I don't like this and I don't like that and I don't like this, which is pretty normal by the way. Humanoids know what they don't like before they know what they want. That is your sign that your middle name is more and you wanna have a greater life. Well, guess what? Having a greater life asks more of you. And this fear of being seen is usually the person who's aware of a greater future is aware of what they could choose, that they are, circling back to the beginning, unwilling to choose. And they're using the fear of it to cover up the potency they could be. Fear is never real. And if you want to see a great piece of content on this, go to Instagram or my Facebook page and watch Afraid of, Afraid of Ghosts, because I talk about fear there. Fear is never real. It's the distraction that we use to keep us from choosing to be the potency that we are. Potency is a catalytic energy. When you choose to be you, you are being the potency that will change the things around you that are willing to change and will have zero effect on the things that are unwilling to change. That's when you're being you. And when you choose to be more visible, there's all this energy that's gonna come up. It will, it comes up. Why? Because it's the energy that is required for you to move into a different possibility, a different choice, the actualization of something you weren't choosing before. It's all this energy. And maybe when you're first playing with all this and you're choosing to be seen and all this, maybe it's going to feel overwhelming. You might feel stuck, right? We might circle through these. You might be thinking too much. Okay, fine. There's tools for that. There's sessions for that. What can you allow and receive and choose and be anyway. How can you use all that energy? So fear of being seen is never real. It's the fear that you're covering up, you're using to cover up the potency that you are. And in that potency is all the energy that you need to go forward. And the reason I brought up right before I talked about the fear of being seen, that space after you destroy it and create everything and you're new and it's, It's because that is the space where it's time to create. I think a lot of us come into access consciousness and we're like, if I just keep clearing and keep clearing and keep clearing, I'll get there. 
And I am not denying the power of the clearings. You can go to clearingofcrystal.com and shop. I love clearings. Um, what I'm saying is that if you do a lot of that, and a lot of us do, and you get to that space, that's the space where it's time to create you. It's not doesn't exist yet. Nothing exists in that space because you haven't created it yet. And to create what you'd like to create as our world, as your world, something more will be asked of you. What would it take to be willing? What would it take to be willing? So I want to invite you to check out the Buy 5, Get 5 this week. Because this week, if you buy a session pack with me, I will be adding an all-access pass to all of my classes on my website. That's crazy. For six months, you'll get an all-access pass to my all my classes on my website for six months, plus five free sessions. Yes, I'm being insane. It's fine. So go to crystaljoycrawford.com, new, the tab, and check it out. And um, I, I've got seven of these packages because I don't have all day to work with you guys. I love you, but come on. So they are limited, and you can check it out at that link. What would it take for us to be willing to live and choose beyond what we've ever chosen before? What would it take for you to be willing to be you? What would it take to be willing to live the energy of what you would like your life to be so it can show up for us, you, in totality? If you have questions, reach out to me. If you loved this, share it with a friend, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of access consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm-hmm.